Welcome to the Negligent Discharge Podcast, episode seven, with your hosts, me, Tudor, and today, Jonah, who we will be interviewing about his life experiences. So how are you doing today, Jonah? You ready to talk? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open myself up here best I can, mm-hmm. be, be, be as vulnerable as possible. Oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think how we should talk about this because, uh, well, let's just, I'll just ask you, you know, what made you want to do what you did, you know, when you, uh, what, what made you decide to live out your truck and live in the forest for, how long was it? I actually don't even remember how long, it was like a few months. Yeah, um, it was, it was from the beginning of June of 2021 to the, um, holy crap, all the way till the beginning of October. So that's what that that's that's four months that's four months yeah so okay so so for anybody that doesn't know which is going to be the vast majority of you guys uh for anybody that doesn't really know me uh know some of the crazy things i i do and say um (laughs) in the summer of 2021 last year i decided to go live out of my truck for four months four months and um it was extremely bare bones. Um, well, okay. You asked me why you asked me why I did it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, well, I mean, I before we can get there, let's just talk about like, what it was like, like, cause you know, you said it was very bare bones, but like, for example, like, what was it? Like, what did you do? How was it? And, and then we'll get into, you know, why you did it. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's important, uh, pointing out, um, important to point out that I did not do it in any kind of like, I don't know if there is a conventional way that you would go about doing this, but mm-hmm. if there is, I definitely did not do that. Um, I was still holding down a job, um, while I, while I went and lived out of my truck. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very bizarre, man. Like the circumstances of it were crazy. Um, basically what happened was I was working in Flagstaff at the time, uh, mm-hmm. for a construction company and they, they needed help down in the Cottonwood area and, you know, they needed help basically over the summer. And I said, Hey, I'll go down there. I'm like, Oh, and they're like, great. Do you have a place to stay? And I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to live out of my truck. (laughs) 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 And, uh, um, and they were just they, like, they weirdly didn't ask that many questions about it. Like mm. <laughs> they, they were like, okay, that's, <laughs> they're all for it. Um, like they honestly, yeah. Cause they just needed the help. And so, um, and so, yeah, I did. I showed up and, and at first, like, I almost tried to like, I tried to keep it on the down low that I was like living out of my truck. Like I like almost tried to like pretend that I had a place to stay, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Word kind of got out. And so I transferred down to the Cottonwood department and I, uh, and a guy asked me, he's like, Hey, so where, uh, where are you staying down here? Um, and You're I go like, like I was like, well, uh, you know, actually I'm just kind of living out of my truck at the moment. <laughs> and, uh, and this is, this is an older guy and he goes, Oh, really? That's awesome, man. Um, my son did that when he was trying to get his shit together. It's the exact same, <laughs> the exact wow. words he said to me. And I was like, Oh, wow, that's, that's great. Um, so it was super weird, man. Um, it was super weird because like, I think when people think about like going and going and like, <laughs> like living in the wild or like, you know, living out of a van, like they kind of think about just like being free, like seeing the countryside. 
And, and it was not that way for me, dude. Like I was still working. Like I was still like having to interact in society at a functional level. I just so happened that, you know, I was like camping out and, um, yeah. And I could go more into the function about how I did that, but, um, it was yeah. not like I did it. I did it in a very unique and strange way. That's for sure. Yeah. I feel like what was interesting is you kind of had one foot in one foot out, you know, like, as you said, like people that typically like do that, like into the wild style, you know, this, they kind of like detach completely. It's like, they're just like out in the wild, like doing their thing. And it's that fantasy of like, you know, freedom, finding yourself, um, which I mean, I would argue is kind of a ridiculous and unrealistic fantasy, but that's a different story. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting how you went about it. And I think either way, like, regardless, it still taught you a lot. And, you know, it was still a, a good experience, I, I would say. I mean, this is kind of, um, at least from looking from the outside, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be curious like, if you still feel like it was a good experience if you should have done that. Because I feel like now you kind of just laugh at it. It's more like that That was a thing I did. That was a like, wild thing that I did. Uh, no, I, I, I 100% have no regret about doing it. Um, I'm very glad I did. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess part of the reason, it, like, I, I'm the kind of person, I, I don't know if all people are like this. I'm the kind of person who needs to prove himself to himself um, that, you know, it's very important to me to know that I didn't walk away from an opportunity and I have walked away from opportunities and I know the kind of pain that it has caused me personally. Um, and so I kind of had this crazy idea and I, and it, and it, you mentioned, okay, like you, you mentioned like the fantasy of it and I guess I'll start there. Um, mm -hmm. it really started off as a fantasy. Uh, I remember it was basically like the last semester of college for me. Um, the spring semester of 2021 and I was having a horrible time, dude. I was working, full-time i was doing 18 credit hours of school online while i was working like 50 hour weeks That's um i was i was like losing i was losing hair in the shower like i i didn't really like i didn't no no for real no you i never like, that part dang really oh yeah oh wow okay yeah no no, no. i um that kind of surprised me i didn't tell you that no i literally like i remember at the time i was showering mm -hmm. um and at the time I was trying to get like my eczema under control. So I was using a special shampoo. Oh, yeah, and so, yeah. and so I was, I would shampoo in the shower and, and, and I'd rinse off and, and I'd, I'd bring my hands down and I would see on my hands, I would see like my hair from my head. Now at the time, at the time I was so, I was just like, I was like, Oh, that's so weird. It must be the shampoo. I'll stop using the shampoo. Yeah. And looking back, I realized like, no, like that was, that was like, that was literally like the stress from yeah. finishing up college from working. And there was also, there was also just more like personal stuff, which I won't get into here. Yeah. Um, but it, I basically, I was finishing up my business degree, which I was very much over with. Like I, I, you know, I essentially, I was one of those guys that basically was stuck in a, in a degree path, just wasn't really a fan of it, but yeah. I was like, you know, what, I've made it this far. I'm just going to finish it up. Um, so I was doing that and I was working this job and, um, you know, the job paid well and I wasn't paying rent at the time, which was nice, but, um, I felt very trapped. I felt mm -hmm. very trapped by, a whole bunch of things i felt trapped a by like this degree that i was pursuing that i didn't really believe in um 
I felt, I felt trapped. Like COVID was still very much a thing at this point. Um, COVID and all of the chaos that had just happened. I mean, we had just come out of um, the election at that time and there was still a lot of political upheaval and there was a lot of just like this weird societal stuff happening. Um, and yeah, it, um, there was that. There was also a lot of religious stuff too um, for me. Yeah, like there's a lot were, of- Yeah, cause you had like recently just gone through the, uh, like the baptism, right? Not, re- not super recently. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, and this is I, I, like, I actually, I think this is definitely worth talking about in this podcast too. Hmm. Um, I got, I, I got baptized, I think a couple of days after I turned 20. Um, this is back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very much before that, not religious, as as you and anybody else who knew me could attest to. Yeah. Um, and I remember I went through I went through a pretty crazy dramatic shift, as you remember. It was no, like I remember like that. prior to that, you were like super into like Vikings and like Viking like like Nord mythology and like it, like it, paganism. Yeah, yeah. And then like it all just kind of like completely shifted. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so I mean it's kind of funny. So like you talk about like you we started this podcast like talking about like my like you know this like journey into the woods but i think it would be appropriate to step back and talk first about like religion um because that was all part of it like i i think back in 2019 might have even been 2018 um i remember i went through like a very serious breakup um mm-hmm. and i remember at the time i wasn't working i was just kind of going to college classes i didn't really know what i wanted to do in school um and I remember, I, like, this is really, this is really when, like, the Jordan Peterson <laughs> effect, like, kicked in for me, yeah. right? Like, that was when, that was when I really dove into that rabbit hole of kind of yeah. like um, this internet self-help culture of kind of yeah. like, you know, trying, yeah. trying to figure things out, like, you know, feeling really, feeling really lost in the minutia of society and and kind of feeling like I didn't have a role or a purpose. And anyway. Um, I kind of began this, this, this self-exploration, as you said, like, you know, I got into like paganism and not so much just like paganism. Like I was literally a pagan, but um, like I got sure. into like mythology and like psychology and I started like really reading, like I, I got um, really into Carl Jung and I got really into um, Eric Fromm was another one. And, you know, really? that's when I read uh, Man's Search for Meaning as well. Um, and that all kind of, I, oh, you know, another thing I, you know, Another thing I read was um, Crime and Punishment and, mm-hmm. and also the Brothers Karamazov. Like I, I started reading and I started really searching. Um, I think that that all really culminated in me kind of suddenly deciding to get baptized. Um, and it was extremely dramatic. I'm sure you can like, like go over like, like some of the ways you saw me change from that. I mean, like, granted, it was, point, it was such a long time ago at this point. It's, it's so, like, but it, I definitely remember it, it was quite shocking because you had even said that, like, your father had baptized you in the lake and, like, like, like the symbology of it all. And, like, you know, it was it was very, um, it was very interesting because, like, I definitely had become less and less religious over time and you became more religious. So it was right. kind of interesting that contrast and, like, you know, like for me it's like wow like i had less reasons to be religious but you had more reasons so it was very interesting like talking to you at the time and i think like our entire friend group we were like wow jonah's very um 
because there was moments you were definitely like talking a lot about it like made everything about it and we were yeah. like oh, calm down <laughs> like slow down no 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 100 percent. and like you know I, I can't imagine some of the conversations you guys had like dude like what the like <laughs> what the fuck is going on with jonah dude yeah. <laughs> like um no dude well and, and it, it it would take it take a like a like a, you know we just don't have the time to talk about all the facets of that here but yeah. um I, the one thing i will say about it is is the the phenomenon of religious experience of of religious conversion is a hundred percent real mm. um i would say that the like the fervor of that and the like what and i can only speak to my experience but um like adopting a belief system like that and 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 adopting if you will like a creed like that um so so personally like it, 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 you can't, like, I can't really describe the feeling. And, and I don't know if, if other people could relate to this um, because I think a lot of people that are religious or maybe like born into it, mm-hmm. um, which I was like, I was kind of born into it. And then I like left it for a while. Um, and then obviously I like, came back personally. Um, but it's, it, it's an adrenaline rush. Like, like truly, because like, I remember for me, I felt like I, had suddenly like come upon some ancient hidden truth mm-hmm. that, that could like not only change my life, but could also change the world. And, and I suddenly felt like I was involved in like this grand story and this mm-hmm. grand adventure. And that I had, I had like a, a very deep purpose within that adventure. And so that gave me a lot of, um, a lot of fervor. And I, and I became almost like zealous where I was like, I want to figure this out. Like, and like you mentioned, like, you know, uh, you know, you guys being like, all right, calm down, Jonah. And like, you know, I started talking about it and, and for sure at, at times it was like just way like over the top, like obnoxious about it. And just like, also just like weird, man. Like I started doing some weird stuff. Like, um, like I remember like, dude, like I would start like praying before meals and stuff. And Oh dude. Yeah. I remember that. Like, that was, that was, yeah. To say the least. Oh, oh yeah, man. Like, um, and it was, it was shocking. It was shocking to me to like kind of experience that. Cause I really felt like, I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that because it was, and maybe, maybe I think, I, I think I am a special kind of person in that I think I'm easily, I think I'm suggestible and, and, and I think maybe I am more of an overthinker or, or maybe I'm more dramatic. I don't know. Um, but Anyway, yeah, I mean that's that's what I would say about that religious experience was that I was not religious. In fact, I like I you know I partied all the time. I was like definitely into girls and stuff, and and so, you so know, now you're not into girls. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm into guns now. Uh, amosexual. Amosexual, right? Um, but that kind of it, it, and everybody changes. Everybody change changes in life. Um, hopefully hopefully you change um i guess for me like like to experience that kind of radical of a change um it was it's euphoria it's 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 i don't know i couldn't i i like i'm I'm not i'm not a smart science person but i'm sure it does something to the brain well yeah i mean i think i think you know you said oh maybe like i'm just more um I forgot the words that you used but like uh dramatic dramatic and you know I, i think to some extent like you know first of all with religion people that typically turn to religion like there's a lot of hardship and they have a good reason to turn to religion like it's not like something you just do kind of on a whim 
you know? And I think like, especially when you're starting out something new, like that, that is like so serious. You probably want to throw yourself like all the way in. Right. And it kind of makes sense. Like when we saw you, like, you know, everything was about that. Like literally every conversation one way or another turned back to the Bible, <laughs> turned back to, you know, religion. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, um, which was interesting. You know, I mean, there, there was definitely some great conversations that came out of it, but there was also moments where I was like, you know, like there's other things to focus on. Right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And um, I I don't know how, I don't know how much longer you want to like stay on this concept of religion, but I was going to maybe like kind of slowly bring that back into like the the whole like journey and like living out of the woods type thing. Well, yeah. What I wanted to say is because, you know, you said that was kind of this grand adventure, like a religion and all that. Like it was kind of you finding yourself and it's interesting because you, you say that, but then it's like, you still had to go kind of find yourself in the wild as well, you know? Right. And that's what I thought was kind of interesting. It's like, so religion itself wasn't enough or it wasn't like there was still another part of you that still needed to find yourself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. um, That's exactly where I was going to go with this. Um, You know, first of all, I don't want to make a statement about religion because I don't, uh, I'm currently at like, I don't want my current biases to, to make me say something negative about religion or to, to give people the perspective that I'm anti-religion. Um, mm-hmm. So all I can do is all I can do is speak from my experience, but it, you, you, you could be the first person to testify that I went, I went all in when I, when I oh, did yeah. this. And in fact, I actually, I actually got involved with a very dangerous group. Um, you almost joined uh, <laughs> No, 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 a straight up cult. Um, and, 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 and this is one of the things I, I didn't realize like prior to this is that like Christianity is filled with, with literal cults. Now I'm not, what I'm, what I'm not saying there is that Christianity is a cult. Like a lot of people will say that, like the whole church is a cult. I'm not saying that. I think there's, there, there are tons of really great church communities and church organizations that are awesome, but there are also some very, very dangerous groups. Um, I think like, you know, most prominently, I don't know if you've seen that documentary, it's called the uh, keep sweet, pray and obey. Oh, what? No. Um, it's about, it's about the FLDS. It's about like the, uh, you know, like polygamist Mormons and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, it's on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, dude, like make sure you're in a good headspace before you watch it, but it's, um, it's fascinating, man. Um, but yeah, I, I got involved with this really not good group. Like they were crazy strict and, and, and were, they were kind of employing like very direct, Kind of like basically like mind control techniques um mm-hmm. you know like 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 quite quite honestly like tr- like all of a sudden like slowly like my entire life was being like dictated by these people and like i found myself like exposing every every um element of my life to them and and thankfully like that only lasted for about a month like i didn't i didn't i didn't stick around with these guys too long too much for too long but yeah. um where am i going this anyway I dove, I dove head, head on. Yeah. Yeah. Deep in. Um, and I guess I was, I, I was still in that zone, um, throughout COVID COVID hit. And if anything, I might've doubled down on that a little bit, you know, because it's like, I mean, there's so much, there's so much stuff I could have said. And I I don't want to get like stuck on this religious thing, even though I think it's super important to talk about. Well, I think um, it's interesting just to like interject slightly. I think like, especially because of COVID, I think like there was not only, 
you know, the religion aspect, but there was also like, you know, you and I were like also trying to join the military as well. What I think kind of tied into like trying to find a sense of greater purpose, you know? And I think that, that all kind of goes back into like the whole into the wild and all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like, maybe, maybe for now we could table the discussion about religion because I think, I mean, I think that warrants hours and hours of content. Um, but regardless, things were going down. Um, COVID hit and I kind of stopped going to church at a certain point and, and I kind of like a lot of the problems, which I felt like religion for me had like initially fixed in my life. Like, you know, a lot of emotional problems, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like a kind of like a lot of, a lot of guilt and shame, for example, or even like existential angst. Um, I started to, I started to really like COVID almost kind of walloped me in mm-hmm. that, you know, I remember watching all of this stuff happen and, 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 and I'm not unique. I think we all, we all, any, anybody who lived through COVID and is on the other side is kind of now like, dude, like what the hell just happened? Yeah. Um, Crazy you know, cause the, the world, the world fundamentally changed for everybody, um, for everybody. And so anyway, so I bring that up to say like, you brought up the military and that's another, that's another great podcast um, idea, which again, I don't think we should spend too much time on now because that's, that's at least an hour's worth of content. But, um, you know, I remember I tried to join the military because all of a sudden I thought like, oh, like, here's the next great, here's the next great thing. Like, here's a great sense of purpose I could join. Like almost like, almost like something to, something to join onto, like, uh, some kind of like saving grace. Um, anyway, that is all to say, like, you know, I got to the end of, I got to the end of college. Um, and I've, I was at a weird place because I, I fallen kind of fallen out of going into religion but then i i'd moved back with my family and i actually became super involved in the church uh the only problem is that there was some serious cognitive dissonance that was happening um i was i was like i was super involved like i was actually like i was actually like preaching and like teaching sermons Mm -hmm. and stuff um but you know, my personal life was just not that, like I was living a very different personal life from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just started, and I just, I don't know too much what to say about it, but I just felt like, you know, whereas previously, like I, I had envisioned myself in this grand adventure and this grand story that I was a part of while I still felt that I felt extremely like I was yearning for something else. Um, Mm -hmm. I was yearning, you know, for the military and like, you know, that was, as I said, that was like a multi-year journey of like fighting, trying to get in and then ultimately deciding I didn't want to do it anyway. And that's kind of a whole funny story. Um, but I had stuff like this, like, like these, these, these archetypal ideas of like, of journey and what does a heroic person do? Mm-hmm. Like what, like what do all of our movies, media, our books, our myths, our stories, what do they tell us about what a heroic adventurous person is? You know, oh, that heroic adventurous person is a warrior. They dedicate themselves towards a cause. They go out and they explore and they discover and they do what other people are afraid to do. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you want to weigh in on that. Well, no, I, I totally agree. It's, it's all about like overcoming adversity, you know? And I think like throughout like history, I mean, even back to like the ancient Greeks and all that, like, you know, the mythology that was, I mean, to them was actually like normal uh, stories at the time, but um like that that's what was promoted you know that that was the idea that was kind of like this is you know you you should strive for this this is the goal kind of and 
I, I would argue to some extent nowadays, like we've kind of lost that, at least in the Western society. I feel like that that goal for like young men to strive and not even just young men, but also young women too, to have this goal to overcome adversity um, has become less and less emphasized. And I do think to some extent it's more important in men than women. I'm not saying there isn't, you know, some room for, for it in women, but I think especially in men, it's, it's very important for them to, to go through that adversity and face those challenges and become that like hero in their own eyes, you know, because Fundamentally, if you think about like what it requires to be, you know, a father and, and the head of a family, it requires like truly a lot of like heroic, you know, skills and characters, characteristics that, you know, a, a young, foolish teenager and young adult really would not have the capabilities to to handle. I mean, some people, on you know, they, they have done that and they've you know managed, but I think probably through a lot of trial and error, you know, and I think to some extent it, it helps a lot to go through other adversities first. I don't know if you agree with that part, but. No, no, absolutely. Like uh, literally like when I wanted to join the military, man, like I had this vision, like I didn't even want to join the military to like serve or anything like that. Like, like yeah. dude, my reasons were extremely selfish, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, and it, honestly, like I had this view that, uh like once i oh once i make it through boot camp like i'll be then i'll then i'll be a man like literally um i remember remember you telling me like you know i won't feel like i'm a man until i you know get through bct or something like that did i say that yeah something along those lines yeah absolutely i i I believe it and um you know there's i mean there's so much like there's so much worth delving into with the stuff that we're talking about um because you and i i think you and I, while our journeys have been very different, I think you and I have had very similar struggles and similar, similar emotional and psychological journeys. Oh, um, definitely. I mean, I think like, especially with the military too, and, and even like going out into the wild, I mean, I can talk about my journeys with the mountains and absolutely. So like for me, like the military thing, like, I mean, I had selfish reasons to join too, you know, and obviously like, I think we both did. And so it's, I think a lot of it is just because we don't really have good role models nowadays. I think a lot of it's like, we have to kind of figure out what do we want to be and how we want to be, you know, it's like, I was reading some book at some point and it was actually that book we talked about in the other podcast, uh, Boys Adrift, that book. Um, yeah. We talked about a lot of like role models nowadays are like, you know, like rappers and like just pop culture figures, like, you know, Eminem, like, you know, like, and like, don't get me wrong. I love Eminem, but like, if you think about like what's promoted in that image, it's not necessarily like the, the greatest ideal of like, you know, a strong hero character. Right. So I think that's why there's so much struggle for us to kind of find our way and why we had so much like uncertainty and unknowns and a lot of different weird reasons for doing what we did. Absolutely. Um, and I would say like, you know, I, I, I won't say this for you, but I can say for myself that I'm an extremely impressionable person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, kind of when I was in college, I remember reading a lot of these myths. Like I remember specifically reading um, the Epic of Gilgamesh yeah. and just kind of like, uh, which I, which you have read, right? Yeah, no, I have. Um, kind of this, just like this epic struggle of like, you know, this mighty man going and journeying to overcome death only to discover that he's you know, he's mortal and can never escape it. Like, like I really resonated with these mythological concepts. I mean, you brought up like paganism, like, you know, you know like, yeah, I got a little weird. Like maybe I got a little bit too into like pagan mythology, but um, I was really enthralled by these concepts of like Norse mythology 
Mm -hmm. and and all the stories unfortunately i'm not really familiar with them anymore but just like um i don't know if you've ever read like joseph campbell have you no i have not no just just like um I, i was enthralled with the way that myths were not were not just some obscure thing in the past Mm-hmm. They, they, they are, they're part of our wiring as human beings, mm-hmm. you know, as I would argue, possibly religion is as well that like these, these, these mythological legends that we hold these, these crazy stories that are too good to be true is that they, that they point to a higher truth. And I think I got so, I think, I think I, I leaned into that too much where I, where all of a sudden, like, remember what I said about like religion is I felt like my life was suddenly like a story. My life suddenly had meaning. Yeah. Whereas I think I, I became almost narcissistic in a way where I suddenly was like, okay, I need to live my story. I need to assert my own narrative. I need to assert my story and I need to go out and like live my own adventure. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that can, that kind of leads to some like weird behavior that doesn't quite, jive with the rest of society and um you know there's a lot of stuff you can say about that but well but you know you say a lot of weird behavior that doesn't necessarily jive with society and i think that segues perfectly into you know like living out of your truck you know still having to work and because i mean to some extent like that i remember like for example when you had told some people like oh like i'm living out of my truck right now and that kind of left them a little bit shocked you know so absolutely yeah um yeah. Okay. So like getting back to where I was. So I was just like, man, I was stressed, man. I was living in what I, at the time, I like, I called it like the system. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was studying for like a business degree. I was working some job. I was just like, oh, this sucks. Um, yeah. You know, and like the religious stuff, like just wasn't, I was like, I don't know if this is really, you know, there's a lot of like doubt and there was a lot of, there was, there was so much anger and just I really felt like everything was going wrong, man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I felt like not only like in my own life, but just in like the world. And I, and I, I think a lot of people could probably relate to that at that time, maybe still so now, but especially then um, like a year ago, like, mm-hmm. like, man, why is everything, why is everything so topsy turvy? Is this what the world is like? Like, why would I want to participate in this? Um, so I graduated I finished school by the hair of my teeth. Um, and I went and I did this thing and, uh, it was it was bizarre. It was freaking crazy, dude. Like like you said, like one foot in one world, one foot in the other. Like, um, and, you know, I I was seeking profundity. Like like I had this image of like like the spirit quest, right? Like like uh, like I think it was the Sioux who you know when a when a young man came of age, he would go and he would go venture off into the night and he wouldn't come back until he found his spirit animal or something. I think I'm getting the details of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would become a, he would become a man. And it was not merely that concept, but it was the, the, the fact of ritual initiation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's what drove me to get baptized and become or uh, involved in a religion in the first place is because I felt at the age of 20, I felt like I was still an adolescent. Like I felt like, I felt like I was 20 years old, but that I was a 13 year old in my mind. Like I felt like I was extremely impulsive. I felt like I had, like, I didn't work. Like I was just going to school. I was just like going to class and honestly, like screwing around like the rest of my day, just like doing whatever without purpose. Um, And I, and I think that one of the reasons that my religious conversion was so 
overwhelming was was because of that ritual initiation is that you can't you come to the ritual one way the ritual happens and you are completely symbolically transformed um and i think if you want we could like stay on that concept but i think absolutely there's that's basically gone in our society oh yeah no and i like i like that you brought that up because i was i was gonna say like that's something that was in other cultures in the past and i'm not so sure how much nowadays but for sure in the past that was definitely a thing that existed like these you know coming of age for young boys and young girls they had you know ceremonies that would celebrate that and it was like you know now you are a man now you are a woman you know and i think it's kind of unfortunate that we don't have that anymore i think it really helps you know kind of really emphasize that you now are different you have different responsibilities you have different um you, you are different fundamentally. And I think it's, it's good when the society can emphasize that, you know? Absolutely. Um, well, and I would even argue, you know, I mean, not to, not to get controversial here, but, you know, there is the argument to made that like, you know, for women, that transformation does come when they, when they start to get their period. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that is, and, and, and that's also just like, you know, that's evidenced by looking back at culture. I mean, just, just throughout history, like that's, that's kind of when, and, and, and sure there, there are definitely like ceremonies associated with that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's a very dramatic thing that happens to girls very suddenly. And we're, we're very, and like, I, like, I can't imagine, I'm not a girl. I can't imagine what that's like, but so all of a sudden, like, like, wow, <laughs> this is, this is um this is very different and i mean boys yeah. go through that transformation too like obviously like we go through puberty our boys get steeper but it's a very um, gradual slow process you know right right um and, and so i, think, I was going uh, well i was gonna say i think that's kind of why men are almost like they they definitely need that like search for themselves more you know and, and that transformation ceremony more because it's like the actual like puberty, you know, growing up phase is very gradual that it's like, if anything, it would, you would really benefit from like an actual, like initiation kind of process, you know, to really just hammer in the idea that, you oh, now you're grown up. Now you're an adult. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of do that. Like, you know, you think about like drinking age, like the voting age thing, like, you know, um, but it's not, it's not a ceremony. It's a law and it's a boundary. Yeah, and I would say the consequences and the the true like you know it, it's not as dire you know it's like oh you know you can drink you can drive you can like I mean I'm not saying that like you know driving isn't you know important doesn't have a lot of responsibilities I'm just saying that like I, I feel like it's just not as the weight behind it isn't as heavy you know in terms of what really is there and, and I think it's different I think like there really is a difference of like trying to find yourself and become your own person as compared to, Oh, cool. Now I can drive a vehicle. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. Um, and, 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 you know, just along, along that vein, like that is, that is credit that I would definitely give to organized religion. Um, not merely Christianity because, you know, honestly, like I wouldn't even say Christianity necessarily does this the best, you know, I would point to um, like bar mitzvahs and Judaism, but right? oh, yeah. like, I don't, I don't necessarily know. Like, I really don't know what the process of that is like, but um, that's certainly a thing. It, um, you know, I also know that in Hinduism, there are, there are four different stages of, of specifically like male development and the four, you know, um, gosh, I, I, sh I wish I had this in front of me, but there's essentially, there's like, you know, there's the child phase, there's the parent phase, there's the like 
I don't know if it's like the warrior phase, there's the father phase and there, there's like the old man phase where, mm-hmm. where in Hinduism, there's you're, you're designated at each age, a specific life goal or a specific thing that you're supposed to be working towards. So that, you know, for instance, for instance, at least this is my understanding that, you know, if you're in Hinduism, if you're like your early twenties, like you're supposed to be having kids and you're supposed to be building a family. Whereas in old age, you're very specifically designated to be monastic and ascetic and even retreat off into the mountains and mm-hmm. um, become closer to the divine. Um, so that, that is all to say, like, you know, you, you, you bring up this point that in our modern society that we don't have these rituals. And I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I just think, I think that the answer there, I don't, I don't know if the answer necessarily lies in organized religion, but I think that one of the reasons that organized religion might still be around today is the fact that it's very ritualistic and it, wow. and it, and it appeals to the side of us that is also also ritualistic. No, I agree. And I think, you know, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. And I mean, I definitely am less religious than, you know, ever before I would say, but I do think there is still some sort of like, I don't know if it's innate, but I do think there is sometimes like a, a search for divine or greater power. And I think, I mean, I see this in myself because like sometimes I'll listen to like, you know, Greek Orthodox, like chants or whatever, you know, and it's right. Sometimes it kind of makes you like, just feel more soothed and like kind of like attached to the divine. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's, I think to some extent there is like a reason why religion is still around. Now granted, I have my own reasons why I don't prefer religion, but I do think like, at least in terms of, you know, spirituality and all that, I could definitely understand why people um, do that. But I think in terms of ceremonies, it makes sense why religion could definitely help guide people through their lives. You know, I think that that plays a huge role. Well, and and that leads beautifully into, okay. So I mentioned like when I, when I started going out and like, I wanted to live out of my truck, like I mentioned having, I was having a lot of troubles with religion Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because as much as I've sitting here and I've talked about ritualism in religion being a very good thing, I actually remember uh, being very angry at religion and being very angry at the Christianity that I was involved with at the time. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. that's yeah, and not the um, not I won't I won't go so far as to say the community, like not necessarily the people, but. Um, I guess I almost felt like it was too ritualistic. Like it was empty ritualism. Like it was Uh, kind of just going through the motions or something or what? Kind of. Yeah. And and I, I, you know, there was, there was a lot to the situation. And um, to be honest, I, and I won't even say that I've fully, I've fully come through that journey even today. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, you know, I don't want to comment more on that than I have to, but um, I definitely, it goes without saying that I came to a point where what I had sought in religion organized religion um i felt like i was no longer necessarily getting the answers that i was looking for mm-hmm. like I, I i felt like what i was looking for had fallen short and so that all leads into this like this grand idea this romantic idea i had in my head of like going off into the woods living out of a truck bucking the yeah. system and uh you know being like an outcast in society yada 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 um and <sighs> Now to like to talk specifically, like, you know, we're, we're talking about these big concepts. I do want to try to talk specifically about 
like what I did and what yeah. it looked like. And I, I want to hear I, the crazy stories. <laughs> well, it, and it, and that's the thing. Like we're talking all seriously, man. Like it, like honestly, dude. Like it was such a weird, weird time. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, super spiritual too. And um, it's kind of funny because I said that I I came out of it and I was like seeking. I was seeking. I was searching <laughs> for something profound. Yeah. Um, and at the time I didn't feel like I got that. I felt like I came out there and I felt like, wow, this is really weird. Um, but looking back, I think I did actually find something profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to articulate what that is, but, um, I guess the first thing I'll say is that there was a lot of nights looking right up at the stars and like that area, man, cottonwood, like there's like no light pollution whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There were lots, lots of nights just like looking up at the night sky and just kind of like going to sleep. It was summer. The temperature was perfect. Going to sleep under the night sky. And um, I remember I remember getting like way lost. I'm like going way down these dirt roads, even losing like cell reception and like getting into like sketchy areas and kind of feeling like, dude, like, man, like, I hope there's no like creepy, creepy people out here that want to like, you know, kidnap me or something. Um so in that aspect, it was, it was very adventurous and very, like, very seriously adventurous, like very, yeah. very strange and out there and not something most people would do, at least not for four months, <laughs> not like, you know, and it, it was not comfortable. It was, it was hard nights sleeping in a tent or in the back of my truck or in the cab of my truck. There was, it was monsoon season then. And that season, that was heavy rainfall. Like I remember sleeping in a tent and I, I was in this open field and it was like three in the morning. And I remember hearing yeah. a thunder, thunder crack. And all of a sudden I'm sleeping in my tent and water started dripping on my face. And I opened up my tent and the entire ground around me is flooding. And I was like at least a mile away from paved road in the middle of this open field three in the morning. And like, it's mudding. I didn't even dude. this is how much of an idiot I was. Like, I didn't even have four wheel drive. Like I went out, oh, I went out and did this in a two wheel drive truck, like a moron. Uh, so I, I packed up all my things. There wasn't even a dirt road left anymore. Um, it's worth pointing out that dude, like a, like a person died during these monsoon floods, Jeez. like a person, a person died in that area while I was doing all this stuff. Um, yeah, definitely so wild. like, you know, I just, I took some risks and, 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 you know, I didn't take like, I wouldn't say I took like crazy dangerous risks. Like I would say like the amount of times when my life was truly in danger was very minimal. Um, but you know, at the same time, like, okay, like, like I'll finish that story. Like I packed up all my stuff and it's like, it's like raining and I'm like running between my truck and the tent and there's like lightning one mile away yeah. and I'm just like hyperventilating and I get in my truck and I like, I just skid out. I'm going as fast as I can. Cause if I get stuck, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I got like, there's no way of getting out of it. I'm just like slamming down the road. Um, I remember getting all the way. I got to the paved road and dude, I kid you not. My, my battery died in my truck really oh yes man. yeah no i yeah, got it working again like it was just like it just happened to be like i think like it was like a loose connection so mm-hmm. i got in there like it, like it's like pouring rain <laughs> got under the hood <laughs> like figured out what was going on and they're like i remember like pulling off i literally like slept on the side of a side of the road until morning and then yeah, went man. to work um just yeah. like it was just it was, just, it was bizarre man <laughs> like uh it was just crazy um and, you know i remember one other time like uh sleeping in my tent you know all peaceful and then all of a sudden there's a pack of coyotes like not further than 20 yards away from me having like a fight uh you know like like there was like you know probably like 10 of them and me just being like oh okay like running to my truck 
and like, you know, getting in the cab and um, definitely saw UFOs too. Like a hundred percent. I a hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. I want to hear this. Oh, I mean, there's not, there's not even really much to say, like, but just like, it comes along with like looking into the night sky and yeah. um, you start seeing things. Remember, like looking at things that look like stars, seeing them move across the sky. Like, I'm not saying like move a little bit, like I'm saying move from the north end of the sky to the south end of the sky and not move like any kind of human spacecraft I've ever seen. And I, and I'm skeptical of myself. So like what I immediately would be like, oh, that's a, that's a, um, what are they called? Like, or maybe a satellite, but I'm thinking of like, maybe it's a bug. Maybe it's like a light Um, bug or whatever they're called. Is that what they're called? um firefly or something or firefly that's right yeah light bug (laughs) (laughs) light bug bug. um i just i just dude i and then seeing them jet off into the sky and disappear like i i promise you man aliens exist um i mean i I definitely i definitely believe yeah that's just me um dude that reminds me of that night when we were walking in buffalo park remember like when we like we looked up in the sky like there was that weird like uh absolutely like, I, I forgot what it was it was just like this weird like configuration that was in the sky and like it was so trippy i i i 100 remember what you're talking about man and um you know there's something out there that's so much bigger than us and and i guess like you know i talked about the spiritual side of things and and how i had a lot of anger and a lot of trouble with religion at the time and uh, that was maybe almost something that i was running away from but um, the, the spiritual experiences I had from that were extremely real. Um, and the way that I, I guess I had to confront personal aspects of myself was extremely real. And it wasn't real in the sense, like it wasn't real in like the storybook way that you'd think about, like it wasn't, there was nothing about it that was necessarily grand or, um, like romantic or like it wouldn't it didn't play out like you'd think a movie would play out, but it was deeply personal and mm-hmm. deeply um, that I get that feeling more so now that now that it's behind me. Um, I guess like the more that comes behind me, the more I'm able to glean what those experiences taught me from like you know just like a like an aspect of self-reliance and not even like, like, I don't even mean self-reliance in a physical sense, like being able to survive. I mean, in like a, like, like emotional self-reliance almost. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know what you mean. It's like, he's kind of like, I, I did that. I accomplished that. Like I pulled that off and it's like, it's that sense of like, you know, you built your own character. You, you were able to achieve uh, or survive that hardship, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think it's kind of funny, as you say, like, you know, in the moment, it wasn't so, it wasn't like this grandiose, like romantic thing. And it's like, you know, as, as someone, and I was going to say, like, you know, it, it's funny because it's like, yeah, there's really nothing so grandiose about shitting in the woods. You know, it's not really that fun. <laughs> well, dude, uh, well, that, well, that's the best part, man. Like, I literally had to do that at Planet Fitness. And this mm-hmm. is, and this is just how bizarre that, like, I still had to shower, right? Yeah. So I had a $20 a month Planet Fitness membership that like I would go, I'd go to Planet Fitness, like I'd do my business, shower, and I'd also work out. Um, I got well acquainted with the front desk people at Planet Fitness there. Nice. A hundred percent. But there's definitely nothing romantic about that either. Like even That's less, awesome. like, like really like, oh, you're like living this like nomadic life, but then you're like. You know, you're getting your food from the grocery store and and taking dumps at Planet Fitness. Like, 
Like that's kind of like, that's what grungy hobos do, you know? No. Yeah. And I think, I think like, that's the thing, like, cause it's funny enough, like a couple of days ago, I was looking at somehow I stumbled across the trailer for into the wild. Like, you know, oh, really? yeah, I don't know why. Like somehow I just like stumbled in my feed and I clicked on it. I just like, I was reading all the YouTube comments, like all these people had talked about like this grandiose adventure and like, you know, how it's so cool to be out in nature and all that. And I'm like, you know, calm down, like, you know, curve, you know, like, like, readjust your sense of reality because in all realisticness or however you want to say it it's not that great it's actually pretty rough it's pretty tough and there's definitely a lot of advantages to living in a modern society and, With, uh, without a doubt without yeah a doubt. and nature is definitely not like this nice kind thing like nature is brutal like all in all in all reality Dude, like, like literally when I started it, um, I had this idea, like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just be able to camp in the, uh, in, in the forests. And mm-hmm. literally like, dude, the first week I went down there, all the forests were closed because of a forest fire. Yeah. No, I was going <laughs> to so, say, I could have sworn that's how it was. Like you couldn't go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of weird. Uh, like, I would recommend that people do it. Like as strange as that sounds like, like mm-hmm. coming from where I am now, like, and I did not do it. I don't think I did it the right way. <laughs> like, like I, I don't think there really is any right way per se. You know, I think it's kind of like what works for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. and there, there's, um, there's a really big YouTube community out there actually for mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know if you've seen it Tudor, but um, there, there's like, there's, there are YouTube channels out there with like millions of views as far as people living remotely living in their vehicle. Oh yeah. No, I've seen like, they get like millions of views. It's insane. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, wow, interesting. So, um, so it's definitely a thing. A lot of people are doing it, you know, obviously I think like a smarter way to go about it is, you know, like, you know, have like a van or an RV, but if you're just by yourself, like, you know, um, definitely do it safely. Like I would say like, don't, you know, like I was constantly armed. Like, you know, I was, I didn't, I didn't ever get that far away from civilization where if like at worst case scenario, I could walk to help. Like, you know, I wasn't ever like super, super remote. Um, but I, I would recommend it to people, you know, if people are in the position, I'm not, I like, I wouldn't say that like, you know, you have to, or that, you know, you're going to miss out if you don't necessarily, but I would say like, you know, if someone did have that urge, if someone did have that inclination, um i i think there is there is a lot you could bring out of it well i think i think it's a phase you know i think like there are certain phases when it's more prominent and it's more likely that like especially in that like young adulthood transition phase it's more likely for people to have that that desire to go out you know and do that and i mean i just, i know not only from myself but also from reading other books like uh where is it like into thin air um which talks about the everest 96 disaster like the the author he talks about when he was younger he had kind of that that like desire to get out and to do things and you know he actually he wrote the book into the wild you know and uh he like did all the research on that kid that did that stuff so and he oh, said, really? yeah like because john krakauer he had said like you know he understood that kid i forgot what that kid's name was but he understood like where that kid was coming from because a lot of people thought he was just like some crazy you know like kid or whatever but he's like no it, it's kind of like this you know finding yourself thing it's like this phase it's this like journey you know and like though though i don't agree with that i do think there's also like as you said you should do it safely and smartly you know not not be a complete idiot that thinks he knows everything which you know 
there are risks associated with going out into the mountains or going out into nature. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I think as I, as I was trying to say, like, it's a phase and I think it's good to go through that because it teaches you a lot and prepares you for other phases in life too. Well, what would you, like, what would you say about this concept of like, it's a phase, I think it's a phase we all go through. And I think we all go through in our deeply personal and intimate own ways. Um, but we were, we began this podcast by talking about, um, ritual initiation, um, and like proving yourself and, and like, what do you think is to be made of that? Like what, because I, like, I think the problem isn't, isn't just that it doesn't exist in our society, but like, you know, I can't speak for you necessarily, but like in my family, that wasn't even necessarily really pushed. Now I, it was, in, in certain ways, but not, not in the sense of go prove yourself, not, not in the sense of um, like go undertake an arduous journey and come back alive kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is out there for young men? Cause I, I don't think you and I are the only ones feeling this thing. I think, I think you and I are probably more expressive about it than most. Um, and I think you and I are probably more emotionally maybe not necessarily in tune, but emotionally expressive and emotionally active perhaps mm-hmm. um, in, in how we act out these things. But I think these, these, these concepts are universal to certainly males, if not humanity in general. Um, so like, I mean, what do you think is to be done? What is to be done for young males who are seeking this kind of initiation and this kind of like quest to find oneself? Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, like, you don't have to go out and do like some crazy grandiose adventure like you did, you know, like, right. like months on end. Right. Like, cause I mean, for me, like, you know, going to the mountains and summiting mountains, like, you know, like spending a night overnight on a mountain to, you know, hit the summit the next day. Like that to me taught me a lot about myself and a lot about like being in nature and kind of like just what it means. It, it, it's, it's its own adventure. It's its own sense of meaning and, and, and journey and, um, you know, finding yourself. And so I think fundamentally it's like, you don't have to go do these crazy out of these world things. It's like, dude, just, I think, I think at the time I told you too, I was like, you know, just simply going on a mountain, just spending a night on a mountain and doing that, like that will change your perspective, like a big time. Cause right. like the farther you get, get up the mountain, the more that you kind of build camaraderie with people that like, Cause you know, normally when you're in a city and you just walk by someone, you don't really care. You just, you know, keep your head down. You just keep walking you ignore them. But on the mountain, it's a totally different story. Like you start becoming like friends with people that like you've never met, you know, it's kind of this, like this journey, this struggle to get to the summit. And it's like this, like, you know, great victory among everyone. Like once you guys get to the top. Um, And I, I think it really is a reflection of like that, that hero journey too. Like, you know, you, you're pushing yourself to get to this summit and all of that. Um, and so I, I think it's important to realize that there are multiple different ways of achieving that same goal and same journey. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be mountains. It doesn't have to be going out into the wild, but I do think that there is a lot of benefits from going out into nature to go back to your roots, because I think, especially nowadays with like how much we have, you know, become so technologically focused and, you know, stuck in our phones. I think there's a lot of benefit to just detaching, you know, just letting it go. And just being, you know, real, being there in the moment and really embracing it. Because, I mean, I even know for myself, like sometimes, like though I had done a lot of those mountains, 
one of the things I kind of look back at and I kind of sometimes regret is like not being fully detached. Like I sometimes kind of wish I hadn't had my phone with me, you know, just truly just being there, you know, like not taking photos, not listening to music, just being there. And like, though those journeys were really great for what they were and, you know, really meaningful, I think there's definitely a lot of benefit to just being completely detached from all that. So I think a lot of it just comes down to just like going back to the roots, going back to the earth, you know, and, and having those like moments. And I think that can even be as simple as like, just like growing a, you know, a farm or, or a garden, you know, like it teaches you a lot about yourself, teaches you a lot about like life and, and all those journeys and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, uh, there's this great book um, that I, I had. It just dropped it off my desk. Um, it's uh, here. Let me get it real quick because I want to show you the cover. I'm curious. So, so it's called uh, it's called King Warrior Magician Lover. I can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. So it's um, I've read it like twice, and it's. Uh, really, really impactful book, and, and it's it's an easy read. It's like a one day read, and it. Um, I, I for years I've been into this kind of concept of like not so much the men's movement. Like I'm not I'm not talking necessarily about that because that that there's a lot of there's a lot of like negative connotations with that. Like oh, like you know how to pick up girls, how to, um, uh, you know, which of I, course, I remember like, when we uh, remember when we were like into uh, Van Perrien and. <laughs> absolutely yeah and 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 dude i kind of bought into some of that cheesy stuff back in the day and and honestly like i won't even call it cheesy because dude like where the hell else are you going to get that information these days and i guess that that's why i was so pissed off is like you know i felt like i i I really felt like i was failed by the system i'm not saying this in a whiny victimy way but i'm just like just to to say how i felt like i like i personally felt like okay, like religion hasn't answered my questions. Society hasn't answered my questions of how to be a man. Uh, media and movies aren't adequately answering that question. Yeah. You know, where is the role model? Where is like, where is the example of how to act? I think so many people are feeling that probably more so now than ever. Right. Well, yeah. And especially with like social media where it really, you know, it's constantly in your face, like, you know, Oh, here's all these great people living this great, perfect life, which, you know, let's be real. That's all fake. Like no one's constantly happy living that perfect life 24 seven. A lot of it's just fabricated. Um, But I think especially too, with like young males, like I think a lot of the ideas that are promoted nowadays, like, Oh, like you're not really a dude unless like, you know, you've hooked up with a bunch of chicks, you know, you go partying and you know, you know how to pick up girls and, like kind of I remember when we were like watching like Alpha M and all that and like we were like, <laughs> like just like that whole crazy phase when like yeah we were just, like, all into that weird just dumb stuff and it's like that's not what it is to be a man like that that's like this like the shell of a character that like you know thinks he's a man and thinks that's what it means to be a man but that, that's not fundamentally what it means you know and I think that's the problem is like a lot of what's being promoted is like this this shell this this false idea and a lot of people buy into it unfortunately well no absolutely so okay so i bring up this book um king warrior magician lover and it's by robert moore and uh douglas gillette Mm -hmm. and it it talks about exactly what you're talking about so you mentioned these kind of like um these these shells these appearances the, the these kind of almost like these like lies 
like what it means to be a male that that you and I certainly bought into um and not like maybe I won't I won't even say that you bought into it but like Oh, yeah. I mean, sophomore year of college, yeah. I watched way too many of those videos. <laughs> well, well, I think most people did. Like, there's not a single, like, like, let me just put it this way. There's not a single guy friend I know that I was, like, seriously friends with that didn't watch that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think that speaks, I think, and I think the reason is because some of that stuff does speak deeply to what young men are craving. And young men, I think, are craving definition. They are craving purpose. And they're craving what potentially their fathers didn't give them. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you know, okay, what this book talks about, um, it talks about the four archetypes of, of the man, but what it also talks about is the four archetypes of the boy. And mm-hmm. it describes how these archetypes, th- those, two, those two archetypes are completely different. So like a boy starts off with um, like a hero archetype and a, like, let me, let me, try, to, let me try to read through it, um, see what they are. Like, uh, like they, 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 they start with archetypes that, that inform their adult archetypes that they will later on grow into their adult archetypes. And so, for mm-hmm. example... So it's kind of like a root that grows into something else. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for saying that in such a, <laughs> such a less complicated way than I was saying it. Um, but for example, so in boys, there is this hero archetype and there's this archetype of, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to save the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the, the Disney prince that saves the princess. Well, yeah. the hero or the, excuse me, the, the adult male archetype of that is the warrior archetype. And the book describes that as young men mature, what the book attributes to a lot of psychological problems in males is that, is that as a, males become more adult, they cling on to their childhood archetypes and they can't let them go. Mm. So, so in that example, um, say like the boy archetype is hero where the adult archetype is warrior. And like the difference, the difference between those two archetypes is like the hero is kind of like impulsive and takes way too much risk because he's young and can kind of get away with it. And, and is like super courageous. Whereas the warrior archetype is the refined version of that. But the warrior archetype, is extremely disciplined and extremely cautious and extremely calculating and knows what risks to take and knows what risks not to take. And that's why he's victorious. Mm-hmm. And, and that initiation ceremonies accomplish that transition from, mm-hmm. and, and this is just one of the four examples, but that transition from impulsive, crazy, too risky boy to calculating disciplined man. Um, and the book, basically says that you know one of the greatest reasons that adult males are so troubled in this day and age is that they they are stuck in these childlike archetypes if that makes any sense no yeah it's like they never had the chance to like grow out of it they didn't have like a a ceremony or a journey to like take that foundation and to build it into something more absolutely yeah uh i love how i'm saying i'm taking like minutes to say something (laughs) (laughs) um no, but I mean, I, I actually really like that idea. That's actually really um, profound, you know, and I think it's, it. I, I mean, I actually agree a lot with that idea. Like there is kind of like this like fundamental younger version of yourself that grows into something bigger. Because it, it's kind of like that idea of like how people say like, you know, like never let go of your child self or, or like those ideas of like, you know, you always have a part of your child in you or something like that. 
Absolutely. And like, I, I think, I think there's like some good elements to that, but I think you also need to recognize that like, you got to take that and also build it into something more. And I think that's exactly what this is talking about. Absolutely. Um, you know, so I don't know how to apply that to like, uh, like Alpha M or, you know, uh, Zanparian or like the dating culture. Like, I mean, I, I would, know. I would say that's, that's simply, it's a false image. It's a false idea of what it means to be a man. There's nothing profound behind it. Like, if you, I mean, I don't know if you remember that much about like Alpha M and all that stuff. I just remember like, it was very much so like creating a false image of like, oh, if you walk this way and you know <laughs> you, you stick your chest out this way and you sway this way. And it's like, dude, that's, that's not like, what the fuck? That's just such a false image. That's not, that has nothing to do with like fundamentally like foundations of who you are and a good, strong character. That's, that's just an image. That's not truly something to value. Dude, the amount of like, uh, the amount of like dating techniques or like, <laughs> like like energy techniques videos that i watched yeah. of like and they'd be like it's all about polarity <laughs> and, I'm, and i and i just be like oh and like you know just like like and it's and it's capitalism working against this man uh oh. like you know you, you take people that want answers and people are going to monetize that and they'll sell you whatever easy answer you know that you want whatever quick fix to your problems it's never actually going to work but it's going to have you coming back for more and more because like oh like i just i'm not doing it right but if i can just get one more piece of info then i'll be then i'll be good to go exactly and that, that's the problem it's ultimately a scam you know it's, right instead of you going out and finding you know yourself and doing your own thing it's kind of this like scam of like oh if i if I keep sticking to them, you know, and, and I think that's what's so wrong with the self-improvement, you know, like community and ideas in general is like, it really promotes like, you know, this uh, capitalistic, uh, how do you want to say it? Like it, it's, it's basically manipulating people, you know, into thinking that they need these books and these self-help, you know, gurus and whatever else, when it's like, realistically, you just need to get out and do something, do something, you know, hard, do something meaningful get out, you know, find yourself because I, I think realistically, like, you know, even with like girls, it was like, you know, all that advice was trash that, you know, those like gurus gave. It's like, dude, fundamentally, you just need to be yourself, do yourself, you know, I mean, do your own thing. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> 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 that came out wrong. Um, uh, as, you, but, as you can tell, we clearly have not advanced into adulthood fully yet. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's still an ongoing process. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um no i mean i think i think there's a lot to be said about like you know i think the problem is that people they think th there's too much emphasis on an image because of like social media and all the media that we consume rather than like the true foundations i think like if you focus on like the actual seed the actual root that is so much more profound than just an image you know which is also why like i think you know when people focus on like social media and all of that it's like you're putting your energy and time in the wrong place. You know, you should go out and do something for yourself and for others too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's extremely well said. Um, I guess, do you, I, I guess I see it as a real problem because you say like, well, no. Okay. No, I think I get what you're saying is it's like, there has only ever been one option in history. And as much as we like to talk about, Oh, there's no ritual. It's, it seems like almost like what you're saying is like, go find your ritual, like go, go build your ritual, go do it. Don't wait for anybody else's permission to tell you who and how to be. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think 
you know, you can sit around all day, like, you know, trying to, and I mean, I think, I think there is definitely, it is hard nowadays because for example, you know, with like alpha M and all those things where it's like, to some extent that, that, that kind of, I, I think for reason, I think for example, like why we did, you know, cling on to that when we did is because we were trying to find some sort of like ritual or, or growing up, you know, or some advice from like someone who is older. Unfortunately, that person was kind of full of crap and, you know, we, we bought into those ideas, but like, it is going to be a process. And I think to some extent, like that process is what makes you who you are. I think until you go through those ups and downs, you know, because I would say the whole journey isn't just like the mountains, isn't just the, uh, you know, going out into the wild, living in your truck. I think it's the whole thing, you know, like going off to college, being away from home, you know, going through these weird ups and downs of, you know, making new friends, losing friends, um, you know, taking new advice and, you know, running with it and seeing that it's terrible, I think the whole thing is truly the journey. I don't think it's just simply this one grandiose thing that we we view as like I went out into the wild, you know. Uh, that's so that's so well said, man. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like like really the only thing you could do wrong. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it, like it's almost as if though like the only thing a person could do wrong is not to act. Exactly. Like, you know, you've, you've, you've brought this up repeatedly that like that people generally know what they have to do. Like deep down when they clear away all the scatter, when they clear away all the BS, people generally know deep down what steps they have to take to accomplish the goals that they have. And, and, or maybe, maybe, maybe they don't, maybe they don't have that like set in stone, but they know what direction they should be moving in. And I think maybe sometimes there's typically something that they know that they should do that they don't want to do, you know, or that they're too scared to do. Absolutely. Um, and even if you don't know hundred percent, maybe if you're like not hundred percent on the details, like, you know, I think a lot of us are in a question of like serious, like questioning right now. Um, but it's just like, just act, just like live your life. Like don't retreat, don't retreat into like the image or the, the, the false realm. Um, Cause I think a lot of people are doing that. Um, whether it's through, whether it's through video games and I'm not, I'm not bashing video games here by any means. Um, but you see a lot of people that aren't living their lives. No, I agree. I mean, it's kind of depressing actually when you see how much emphasis it is on like creating an image, you know, cause I was actually watching a Ted talk yesterday about like uh, these social media um, like influencers, you know, they, they like, they were actually in debt having a terrible time, but everything on their you know social media pages, like actually represented the opposite. Like if you didn't know them, you would think they were living the best life ever and you know, you know, super rich, super wealthy, but actually they were in debt, you know, like going through breakups, you know, having a terrible time. And it goes to show it's like if, if your own house, if your own room is not clean, who cares what people think about, you know, like the outside of the house, right? Like I care about like <laughs> this is my living space. This is like my own mental, you know, health and all that. It's like first take care of yourself and then go out and do other things. Don't don't care about an image of what people think of you, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So yeah. Into the wild, huh? Good Into stuff. the wild. I think that was a good, I think it was a good discussion. I think there's definitely more to flesh out there. Um, oh, yeah, a, lot of, many a lot of avenues to go for sure. But um, I think that's a good stopping off point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thanks guys. I hope you guys, uh, I don't know, learn something. Definitely don't watch those stupid gurus. <laughs> Listen to ND well, instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, let us let us be your gurus. Uh, let us tell you exactly how to live. Indeed, 
Indeed. And uh, and always remember to uh, get some. Get some. <laughs>